0: Well hello everyone, welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes and I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. As always, I want to encourage you to make sure you hit the subscribe button whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on any of the major podcasting platforms just to make sure that you don't miss out on any of our content that we put out each week. So. Today, we are doing our last episode of our Lent series, and as a reminder of what Lent is, the way we've been discussing it, is that Lent is a period of grief that necessarily ends with a great celebration of Easter. So during this time, it is about preparing believers for Easter Sunday um, with things like prayer, mortifying the flesh, which involves things like fasting or abstinence, kneeling, um, repentance of sins, almsgiving, simple living, and self denial. And that can mean a lot of things, and we've talked about that over the past several episodes. So feel free to go back and refer to any of those if you need to have any further questions on that. But today I am joined by our lead pastor, Pastor Brad Kendall. Thank you for joining us. And we are talking about Holy Week um, because we're in the midst of that now as we are recording and as the episode re- is releasing. So um, the Holy Week is kind of uh, the week starting with Palm Sunday, all the way through Easter Sunday, and we're going to go through and say a little bit about each one. So, let's start with Palm Sunday and talk about that because that's where it starts in the biblical narrative. The whole week kind of begins there. What's the significance of Palm Sunday, and what do we do with that today?
1: Yeah. So, well. Uh- as as you were talking I was thinking a thousand different thoughts if I was staring (laughs) out into the distance it's because I was thinking a bunch of stuff Um, (laughs) it's so many so much of what you had said and what we've talked about in uh, previous podcasts um, makes Lent sound horrible (laughs) it's like why did I sign up for this (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know there has to be something different and you know I think uh, there is a, a, a great gift uh, uh, for, of, of Lent, but also of Holy Week, which has a lot of really depressing stuff in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it starts really great with Palm Signing. and we'll get there in a second. But I I like this thought, and uh, maybe I'll kind of uh, from the thirty thousand foot level uh, talk about Holy Week and Lent this way. Um, if we think of the Bible as the story in which we find ourselves, then finding ourselves in the story helps us understand who we are. Hmm. And so knowing the story, and as a family um, participating in the story, as the family of God participating in the story, helps us discover who we are. You know, people always are wondering, who am I? Who am I? You know? and. You know, as I am want to say, when you know who you are, you don't know what to do. If you don't know who you are, you don't know what to do. <laughs> or if who you are, who you think you are, is based on something that's not true, then you're going to make decisions in your life that are born out of falsehood. In Christianity, we say, this is the story in which we find ourselves. Hmm. And so, and, and the story is an honest story. It's, it's not all fluff. And, and in the story, um, there is, as I talked about in last week's sermon, you know, the Apostle Paul says he wants to experience the power of the resurrection, and he wants to participate with Christ in his suffering. Mm-hmm. And in one sense, because we are followers of Jesus, and literally, spiritually, we are in him as the body of Christ, walking with Christ... As his apprentices through Holy Week helps us discover who we are. Mm. and And so you know as a uh, as a kid, uh, it was a great gift to me. I didn't fully understand everything because I was learning the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew on that particular day, uh, there were palm branches, and there was praising, and there was shouting. And then I you know the pastor would always get to the cross by the end of you know a good mm-hmm. Friday good good Friday I mean a good Palm Sunday uh, sermon you're gonna you, you gotta end with the cross at right. some point but it's a reminder you know as we participate in the story that it's very easy to, to get on the bad bandwagon and, mm-hmm. and shout yeah that's our team yeah um, but by the time Jesus gets to Good Friday Everyone is scattered yeah uh, for the most part yeah. and that's the story in which we find ourselves we are like them mm-hmm. uh, we, we want to stand up and cheer yay Jesus but uh, sometimes we're also Peter and we deny him um, and this you know so we find ourselves in that story and you, you, and it's it's a story you know so in one sense if if our kids if our loved ones don't um our grandparents, friends, you know, any friend you would invite in, in, into, you know, exploring Christianity. If if they miss, you know, if you think of the story as a, maybe as a, a different way, as a, as a jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. If you have a big piece of the jigsaw puzzle gone, then it doesn't make sense. You're right. like, what, what's missing here? So knowing the story in which we find ourselves is really helpful. So mm-hmm. it's, that's one thing that's
0: helpful yeah. uh, as we enter Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with Palm Sunday, then what's the basic story of the biblical story of Palm Sunday, and why is it celebrated then, and why do we continue to celebrate it now?
1: yeah okay, so um interestingly um we know from uh the text from John's Gospel in particular that this was soon after the raising of Lazarus mm-hmm. from the dead, and so word is spread in the story um that that Jesus is you know, is doing things that no one else <laughs> has ever been able to do, mm-hmm. and so uh, and and the idea that the Messiah would ride into uh, into Jerusalem on a donkey um, is is right in line with the prophetic words of the Old Testament, and so um, so we you know we we see that that they call it the triumphal entry which is strange cuz he's on
0: a donkey <laughs> um you know in in one uh and if, for reference like donkeys would have been a kind of a lower class means of transportation yeah, if I, at all i
1: I've, I've heard two interpretations of that actually um one would say uh that a a conquering king would come in on a, on a horse mm-hmm. but a a a king bringing peace would customarily ride in on a donkey. Oh now you know you can you can read ten different scholars and get a little, little <laughs> yes. different interpretations of it. but we do know that uh, there was there was a a prophecy that you know the king would ride in in on a donkey mm-hmm. um, and so and, he, and Jesus is a is a different type of king, and everyone putting the palm branches, putting their own cloaks on the ground to make way for the king mm-hmm. um, is is right along with what was customary, actually, in ancient Israel um, when someone like that would ride into town. So it's, uh, you know, we find ourselves in, that,
0: in mm-hmm. that story. So that's how the week starts is kind of this grand welcoming of Jesus to Jerusalem. He had been there before, but mm-hmm. um, this time is, they give him bigger party so to speak um and so then holy monday and holy tuesday um there's not necessarily a lot of biblical um data that says these things specifically mm-hmm. happened um so we, we, we can't necessarily... We, there's not necessarily a lot of traditions outside of Orthodox traditions mm-hmm. for Monday and Tuesday. There are some traditions that suggest that Jesus cursed the fig tree on the Monday and cleansed the temple on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, some traditions say that on Tuesday was when Jesus was giving some of the predictions of his death. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not guaranteed. We don't know that for sure. They happened somewhere in that time frame. but And then you get to Wednesday, which is known as Holy Wednesday or sometimes, fun fact, Spy Wednesday, which sounds very exciting Mm -hmm. um, because there's some traditions that hold that Judas would have arranged the betrayal um, on a Wednesday. And so sometimes that is kind of noted as kind of the special distinctive thing about that day. Um, There's not a lot of biblical confidence as to what day those things happen. So Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of like firm traditions about that.
1: Can can I share one thing
0: though? Yes. So I just learned this and
1: and I found it fascinating. I didn't never, never occurred to me. So pastors, we're just normal learners like everyone else. (laughs) Um, We're learning stuff all the time. So maybe you've heard this, um, but a comparison was made. Um, between um, Joseph being sold into slavery, this is so um, Joseph and the technical Um dreamcoat. Uh, so Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery mm-hmm. for not thirty pieces of silver, like Judas betraying Jesus, but twenty pieces of silver. Silver. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is they betrayed him. And interesting, uh, who is? the the oldest brother but judah oh and the name judas is just a another derivative play on of of judah and um and so they sold judas in a ju they sold joseph into slavery Mm -hmm. Um, we're in the book of genesis here Um, but then the one they sold into slavery actually is the one who ends up saving, saving them, them from years of famine. Right. Yeah. 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 And and the the, the scholar I was listening to was was noting that um, Matthew is is wanting us because Matthew's gospel is written to a mostly Jewish audience. Matthew's gospel really wants us to see that that um, Joseph is is a foreshadowing mm-hmm. of Christ. And what's interesting too is. Um, they Joseph stored the wheat, mm-hmm. and so also interesting. You know, Jesus, the
0: bread of life. Mm, you yeah. know, all, all kinds of these things you learn. Scripture is full of all kinds yeah. of foreshadowings like that. So I hadn't known that one, yeah. but even while you were saying that, I was also thinking, okay, Joseph um, had the coat from his father, the coat of many coat or many colors, yep. and on Palm Sunday, people were laying all their coats, mm-hmm. so you would have probably seen a variety of different mm-hmm. colors. Not a great reference, but I was like, huh. Well, I, well I mean, I, there's so many things in the Bible that connect like that. I it's thought crazy. where I thought you were going to go
1: is what they what they did to show that Joseph had been killed was they they put, put blood yeah. on mm-hmm. his coat of many colors. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, then we get to Thursday in Holy Week, which is known as Monday Thursday. I don't know what the word Monday means. You
1: know what? I can I just? We're just going to. This is confession time yeah. for for uh, church staff. So again, we don't know no. everything. We're always learning. No. So last week, just I grew up having Monday Thursday services. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've never been to one, this is a an e, typically an evening service. Not always, but typically an evening service where the church comes together and they celebrate the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. Okay, the you know the the Last Supper was initiated yep. on. Um, that Holy Thursday of Holy Week and we've called it Maundy Thursday and last Sunday I I was thinking what if someone comes up to me after the service and asks me uh, why do we call it Maundy Thursday and I was thinking shoot I don't know I (laughs) I, I can't remember why do we call it Maundy Thursday well uh, the word Maundy is I believe uh, a word uh, from Latin that means uh, command, mm-hmm. and so it, and it's it's born out of the command to love mm-hmm. from Christ, and so in the ancient church often referred to the Last Supper, um, the the Lord's Table, the Eucharist as the love feast, mm-hmm. and so the command for the love feast. That's my understanding. I'm sure one of you out there would be able to explain it far better than I, but. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I learned this past yep. week
0: as well. So Monday Thursday was when we have the Last Supper, which is the story. It's kind of the last story of Jesus spending time with his disciples, teaching mm-hmm. them. Um, that's where we have, uh, uh, that's where we get communion. That's where we also have the story of the foot washing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have more questions about the Last Supper, we did an episode of Pastor Shar last week about that. So please go ahead and check that out. Um, the other kind of big event that happens on Thursday, or what we now call Maundy Thursday, is um, the story in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning of that story, Jesus goes to the garden to pray. And for me, that's one of the most vivid passages of scripture because Jesus is basically saying, I don't want to do this, God. Like, please mm-hmm. make another option for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, he still does go through what's about to come. Um, but to me, that's just amazing. Um, and really helpful on a prayer level because, you know, Jesus is praying for one thing to happen, but he still surrenders to God's will in mm-hmm. the end. Um, and to me, that's deeply important. Um, and then of course, after uh, his time in prayer, that's when Judas arrives and Jesus is arrested and taken before the Sanhedrin to be mm-hmm. tried and prosecuted and whatnot. Anything mm-hmm. to add to any of that with uh, Monty Thursday?
1: O- only that um, I think I think journeying with the the events, of the week in your own personal devotional time mm-hmm. is is very helpful, and so um, when it comes to Holy Thursday, uh, taking the time in your personal devotional life and spending time with those passages uh, in the Gospels uh, regarding the Last Supper, I think is helpful. Um, you know, for a good chunk of the history of the Church, uh, there would be. A Monday Thursday service and a Good Friday service and an Easter service and mm-hmm. you know some churches would even have a Holy uh, Saturday service, etc. Um, the the uh, I'm going to be very honest and say the reason we uh, don't do Monday thur- Thursday services typically these days is we struggle people uh, people struggle getting out even for Good Friday mm-hmm. and so if we say well we're going to do Monday Thursday and Good Friday then we have less people of both Mm -hmm. um and so it's it's really kind of a kind of just a practical decision these days but i think it's helpful to know that for the history most of the history of the church um maundy thursday was a time when the church would gather Mm -hmm. uh in addition to good friday Yeah. yeah
0: well, that leads us into good friday so then the events of good friday are essentially the passion narrative of christ so um, we have his trial before the Sanhedrin. Jesus is brought before uh, Pontius Pilate, and then the road to the crucifixion and carrying the cross, and then of course the crucifixion itself. So all of that again is still we're still in a, a very heavy part of Holy Week and Lent. So why are we calling it Good Friday? <laughs> yeah. What's good about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> sounds kind of
1: awful. Uh, you know. I, it, a, a couple things. Uh, one, uh, another kind of some Holy Week trivia for you. Maybe you've heard that um, the the cross is called um, Jesus' passion. Mm. Even, even his arrest, torture, and crucifixion is the passion of Christ, or you saw the movie, The mm-hmm. Passion of Christ. Why do we call it the passion of Christ? Um, uh, that word passion... Is taken from a Latin word pati p-a-t-i not potty pati Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, which means suffering Mm -hmm. and so when we're talking that like the movie the passion of Christ is really the suffering of Christ Mm -hmm. Um, and when we refer to um, Jesus passion referring to his suffering and you're right we are referring to it on (laughs) we refer to it as Good Friday what is good about it Um, I would say the best way to understand the goodness of Good Friday is it is the very character of God's goodness that compelled (coughs) Jesus to go to the cross. Mm -hmm. Because God is good, because Christ is good, um, God, uh, Jesus entered into his passion, entered into his suffering, knowing that what he was going to do was gonna save, mm-hmm. would provide salvation, the forgiveness of sins, the defeat of Satan, uh, and death, um, death and the resurrection. And so it's it's good, it's a good Friday, because God is good. Mm-hmm. Not because his suffering is necessarily good, his suffering is a result of our sin and, and, and wickedness. Um, but
0: the road to the cross is good, because God is good. Mm-hmm and i would another thing that's interesting about good friday is that there's always kind of um a temptation to skip ahead a couple of days and say oh this horrible thing happened but look jesus is risen Mm -hmm. what is the value of kind of staying in that moment on good friday and not skipping ahead yeah so there's a
1: great gift of recognizing the depth of our sin, mm-hmm. that is not a uh, that is a good thing, because you know you think of uh, you're, you're drowning in a lake. It's a good thing to recognize I am drowning. I'm going <laughs> to die unless someone comes to comes to save me. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. <laughs> and so recognizing, wow, uh, you know I like to use uh, I, I got this from Pastor Tim Keller. Um, the, the, the two directions of the cross, you know, the, the horizontal direction of the cross is reminds me that across the board, we are all sinners who desperately need someone to rescue us mm-hmm. from our sin. We need a savior. And, um, and, and our sin is so heinous. Yeah. The very son of God had to die. So that we could be rescued from it I mean that's actually a gift to me to know that my sin is is not it's not just kind of bad <laughs> no my sin and and the sin of humanity is is pure evil it needs to be dealt with mm-hmm. and we can't deal with it on our, on our own but then of course the the uh, vertical nature of the cross reminds us that God so loves us mm-hmm. even in our sin that he was willing to send his son so that we can be saved from that sin. I mean praise God. And so we we enter into good Friday with that great gift of recognizing you know because we're post resurrection we're in the in the chapter on the other side of the resurrection on the other side of the cross that you know, my sin on Friday, <laughs> my sin on Thursday, has completely been dealt with. And yet, it's good to be reminded, if someone hadn't dealt with it, I'd be completely lost forever. Mm-hmm. You know, excuse me. <coughs> One other thing, just regarding Good Friday, that a lot of, people, a lot of Christians don't know about, um, I found, is when you get to Good Friday this week, or even whenever you get to this podcast... Go to Psalm 22. Yes. Yeah. Psalm 22 is a great gift. So when Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, go to Psalm 22 and you'll realize that what he's doing is he's quoting the very beginning of, of Psalm 22. And um, I think one thing to remember is look how Psalm 22 ends because Psalm 22 does not end with God forsaking the writer of Psalm 22.
0: So to give some context, I'll read the first couple verses and the last couple verses of Psalm 22. So it begins, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which is what Jesus says on the cross. Then the verses continue, why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer, by night, but I find no rest. And then the psalm continues in a similar vein of kind of despair. Um, but then I'll I'll read here um, like the last five verses um, from 27 to 31. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to God, and all the families of the nations will bow down before Him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and He rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. Hmm. So yeah, so I mean, the starting in the beginning of Psalm 22 could not be any more different yeah (laughs) yeah um but it's a whole journey as you read through the entirety of it and it's interesting it it also
1: paints a picture of the cross in a fascinating way um even the gambling for his clothes and Mm -hmm. the nature of of his body and so forth so i would encourage you to read it um but then you know psalm 22 again takes us to uh in that journey kind of the the beauty of good friday Mm -hmm. um it starts in in Darkness, and we we all have been there. If you haven't yet, you will be. <laughs> Where you're like, Does, has God forsaken me? It seems like everything's going haywire. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the same in the same psalm, you get to no, He hasn't forsaken you. Mm-hmm. Um, he is there. He will vindicate uh, His beloved. So, yeah, it's great a great devotional psalm for Good mm-hmm. Friday.
0: Well, another thing I learned about the way that um, people use scripture in the ancient world is that if you quote, for example, one part of a psalm, the rest of the psalm is kind of implied as being part of that. So even though Jesus only says the first line of the psalm when he's on the cross, Culturally, he's implying the mm-hmm. the entirety of that song. Right. So even though he's saying only the part of "I feel forsaken," mm-hmm. he's also implying the parts at the end about proclaiming God's righteousness and goodness. So mm-hmm. when I learned that, I was like, "Oh, that's not just Jesus saying he feels left out right now and he feels abandoned." Mm-hmm. It's all it's this entire progression, which right. really was eye opening for me. Another thing that. I kind of want to mention with Good Friday too is that it's a really big disparity to go from Palm Sunday, a bunch of people acclaiming and celebrating Jesus, to now Good Friday with mm. a group of people killing Jesus, mm-hmm. and shouting a, crucifying. crucifying, yeah, proclaiming their allegiance to Caesar. Right, you know? and so yeah. I, th- I think part of what's important to know is that it's not necessarily that the group of people that were celebrating Jesus on Sunday turned on him and by friday had changed their minds about him it sometimes feels that way reading the scriptures but it it wasn't necessarily quite that Mm -hmm. there may have been some element of that um, but you know as with americans the jews at the time were a diverse group of people with a diverse set of opinions Mm -hmm and there were some that were really excited about what Jesus was doing, and there were some that thought he was challenging too many things Mm -hmm. about Jewish tradition and Jewish uh, scripture. And so, yeah, there's a whole lot more I could go into that. But there had been this tension throughout Jesus' ministry of people who were really for him, but then people who were really against him. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of comes into play in the Holy Week. We have the people who are really excited about him, on Palm Sunday, and we have the people who are really not excited about him mm-hmm. on Good Friday. Sure. So then, um, Good Saturday. Um, obviously, there is not much happening other than Jesus is in the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, what are and I know there is some traditions. You said some traditions do have services like on Saturday. Um, what What to you is significant about that Holy Saturday? Mm. Well, um, okay,
1: so a couple thoughts. Um, so, Holy Saturday is the Jewish Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the week, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and in the Sabbath, um, there is you you cease from your work. So, in one sense, Jesus has sufficiently come to the end of his work, mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the Sabbath, uh, there in, in in the grave. Um, I don't know if I want to right now get into the weeds of what we say in the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, he descended into hell. Um, I, I, I haven't done enough study to know um, uh, what church, uh, the church fathers and mothers have said over the centuries specifically about the connection between Holy Saturday and this phrase in the Apostles' Creed uh, he, he descended into hell, and on the third day, he rose from the dead. Whether they think that happened on Friday or <laughs> <whether laughs> Saturday, I'm not exactly sure. But there, there is, there is that moment. You know, Saturday, is in, a, in another sense, is kind of a threshold moment. Um, Pastor Jim Olson, who was here recently in, in preaching, he, he's talked to me before about thresholds and the importance of thresholds. Mm-hmm. A threshold is the, the, you're not where you were, and you're not yet where you're going to go, you're in that threshold space mm. and, and Saturday is a threshold space where what is about to come has not yet come. And it seems like God is silent. It seems like God's not doing anything. It seems like all is lost mm-hmm. at this point. And, and a lot of people get to a holy Saturday place in their lives where they put all their hope in, in Christ and the church, And it seems like God hasn't forsaken them. The church has forsaken them. The church has done something dumb, you know? And so they they live, we we can get to a Holy Saturday place where we are living in despair, Mm. thinking it's all lost.
0: Yeah. But Sunday's coming. Yeah. (laughs) And with that, the last day of the week, technically it's a new week, but Easter Sunday, of course, is how we wrap it up. Um, is anything important happening on Easter Sunday? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so... and, kind and of the whole he, thing, really.
1: <laughs> here, here I, I love to talk about some of my favorite stuff, uh, if, if I may. Um, so, uh, John's Gospel, um, the, the, the Apostle John wrote a masterpiece, uh, a real masterpiece of literature. And he did, mm-hmm. he did amazing things in the telling of it. And he does it in ways that are different... Um, and unique than the other gospel writers. So I love the way, and when, it, when we get to Resurrection Sunday, I love the way he starts uh, in the beginning, on the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. So, and this, this is, uh, I discovered some of this from um, uh, N.T. Wright, who's a, a wonderful scholar. And um, well, where else do we know the phrase, in the beginning?
0: Creation. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, creation yeah creation mm-hmm. yeah first when what so when was creation created the started on the first day of the week yep okay and so we this is all new creation language that we start to get especially in John's gospel um, uh, in uh, early on the first day of the week that's how he puts it forgive me mm. it's not in the beginning but early on the first day of the week mm-hmm. um, it's it's an it's a new Day. It's a new week. It's new creation, and uh, if you go all the way back to um, the Genesis account, well, where did the first man reside? He resided in a garden. What does Mary Magdalene? How does how does she? What does she mistake Jesus for?
0: Gardener. Gardener.
1: <laughs> uh, and 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 the Apostle Paul later. In Romans, we'll talk about, I, I believe it's Romans, 1 Corinthians, maybe two, um, talk about Jesus as the, the, the new Adam.
0: Mm,
1: yeah. So we have, we have new creation. We have a, a gardener, the steward of God's creation. We have not the Adam born of, of the dirt, which the first Adam was, but the one sent from God, sent from heaven. Um, and in the new creation, he creates a new family. Mm-hmm. The first Adam and Eve created a family. In this new creation, we have a new family. The sons and daughters of God are the ones born anew by the Holy Spirit, the life giver, um, who is the Holy Spirit, making uh, the, the new, the, the family of God. Um, and we're adopted into the first family, um, the chosen people, um, Israel. And so there's, um, yeah, there's just all kinds of exciting stuff that happens in Easter and and I just would it's not just oh great Jesus conquered death so we can get to heaven mm-hmm. it's Jesus conquered death I he was resurrected I will be resurrected in him I'm part of the new creation I'm a I'm a brother I'm a I'm a sister of of Jesus who is of the Father I am in Christ and and everything's changed. I mean, every everything in the, in the Easter story is like an, a, a, a a the best explosion possible, <laughs> where it's like an explosion of love, where God begins the process of redeeming all things mm. eternally.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, there's a lot more to Easter than that. We could talk about Easter forever. Um, we're not going to be doing an Easter podcast episode because, frankly, it's too big for a podcast episode. Come so, Easter Sunday. <laughs> yep, please join us Easter Sunday, um, whether you're watching in person or online. Um, you'll also be able to view uh, the, the, ser- or the whole, uh, I almost said episode, <laughs> uh, the whole service online, um, either live streamed or later, um, if you're not able to be there in person. So um, I guess kind of the last comment I want to make on Holy Week is something that we've said before, that... A lot of these things that surround Lent and um, their traditions that are pointing us towards the Bible, Um, some of these things aren't necessarily, some of these practices of Lent aren't necessarily things that we have to do to observe Lent or to um, be biblical Christians or something. Um, The Holy Week, of course, does have more scriptural. Uh, we're referring to specific scriptural dates and events Mm -hmm. that happened on those dates, whereas the rest of Lent is more focused on here's a period of time before these days that are pointing us towards these things. Mm -hmm. So again, this is all just pointing towards kind of the crucifixion and resurrection. Mm -hmm. It's not telling us that we have to do specific things on certain days. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just want to make sure that we all understand that again. Um, But yeah, I I just, I, I love that, To me, Holy Week is a lot more tangible than the entirety of Lent because once you're in the Holy Week, you can kind of start to understand, okay, here's how quickly things changed. Yeah. You know, from Sunday where he's being acclaimed and celebrated Mm -hmm. as he enters into Jerusalem, and even Thursday night where he's having this dinner um, with his disciples, and then, you know, that quickly everything goes south. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 amazing how long it takes to build something, and it's amazing how how something <laughs> quickly is can be destroyed. Mm-hmm. But in God's hands, it is restored. Yeah, and hope is restored. Kind of our theme for um, Easter.
0: Or something else I was going to say, but I forgot it. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, any last thoughts on Holy Week uh, or uh, on the whole Lenten? Thing as a whole just to kind of wrap us up yeah you
1: know it, just in, in responding to what, what you were just talking about you think about Thanksgiving you know do you have to celebrate Thanksgiving to be a loving family nope. not at all no you, you don't have to we made that up <laughs> Yeah, yeah we, we, we did but you know what um, why would you not want to get together if if a tradition has been created that actually helps you draw closer to each other. And in in Christendom, we would say uh, not only closer to each other, but closer to God. Why not participate in that Mm -hmm. Um, and and form our thinking, form our relationships in light of the story in which we find ourselves? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Um, And thank you for the other episodes as well. And thank you all for making time to be with us during this series of episodes about Lent. And we hope it's been a really great journey for you. Um, we hope that you've learned something and um, just appreciate Lent in a new way, um, maybe that you haven't done before. And Can I give um, a
1: shameless plug for Easter real quick?
0: Yes, please do. Well, I I just want to encourage you, if you
1: haven't made a decision about Sunday morning, um, I'd really love for you to come because we're doing something that is going to be very memorable mm mm-hmm. uh, we're telling the story in through music and words and art in a way that you're not gonna forget and I think you'll be sad if you miss it mm-hmm. and so I hope you'll come I hope you bring a friend bring a loved one bring an enemy and, uh, and let's let's <laughs> especially all get to- bring an enemy Maybe <laughs> yeah. let's all get
0: together and uh, no. again Uh, uh, take joy in our hope that has been restored. Mm -hmm. And so we'll have two services for Sunday. Um, Mm -hmm. One will be at 9 a.m., the other will be at 10.30 a.m. So um, we would love to see you there, Mm -hmm. um, especially if we haven't seen you in a while. So again, thank you so much for joining us uh, through this journey, and I hope that you've been on a wonderful journey through Lent on your own as well. So thank you, Brad, and thank you listeners and viewers for joining us. Have a blessed and wonderful Holy Week.